Welcome back to Ray of Light TV. Yay! I hope that you guys are having an amazing, amazing day. And thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode of Soul Care Sunday. Today, I am being co-hosted by the one and only Mama Light, Robin Hughes, my mother, for this Mother's Day. Yay, we're so grateful to have her. Yay. Thanks so much, Raven Lynn. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So I saw a beautiful quote this morning that said, a mom is someone who can fill everyone's place, but whose place no one can fill. And that has absolutely been the relationship between me and my mom over the years. My mom, as many of you guys as mothers you can attest to, have been our biggest cheerleaders, the people to catch us when we fall, the people to pick us back up and say you can do it. She's been my rehearsal coach. She's been my life coach. She's been my supporter, my cheerleader, my ATM, my credit monitor, my best friend, and just someone who has been so reliable and consistent in my life. And I think it's a really beautiful thing to get to know your mom as a friend. And that's really someone I can say that my mom is. She's my friend. She's the person I look forward to seeing every day. The person I look forward to coming home to from work and saying, hey, mom, let me tell you about my day. Let me show you what I got you. And it's just a beautiful thing, just the relationship that we're cultivating. And on this Mother's Day, I just wanted to take the time to honor her for all of the roles, all of the positions she's played in my life for these 19 years and the positions that she'll continue to play in my life going forward. I really believe that God has done such a wonderful thing in the relationship between me and my mom. And there's so much more to come. Anything to say to that mom? Um, no, it was so well spoken. Um, I gotta say first, I'm so excited and nervous to be here. You've, you've interviewed, um, some really, you've interviewed some really prolific people and you've you interviewed some heavy hitters, man. And I'm coming right behind Latoya Jones on Alive on Purpose and, you know, and just real light TV and where it's going. So I'm nervous and excited, but I'm excited to be here and so proud, just so proud of, the work you're doing on Real Light and how your heart is ever towards making people or helping people to understand who and where they are and, yes. and how valuable they are to Christ and to the world. Yeah. Wow. Those words were so beautiful. It's just so always so beautiful hearing it from your mom. It's like you always know your mom is supporting you, but to hear it and for her to even be here is just so beautiful. I really believe that 
the culture that we've established within our home as like friends, but yet mom and supporter and daughter, it's just like really beautiful. And it's something that's really valuable to me. And I just think is amazing. Oh, wow. I'm excited. Yes. Um, and it's funny you say that. Well, okay. I should I save it? I mean, I don't know if there are questions, so maybe I'll save the. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Say. It's so funny that you say that. That friends. Um, I was thinking the other day how excited I am that we are turning that corner from mom, daughter, and I always be your mother, but mm-hmm. mom, you know, being guider, disciplinarian, you know, monitor that I'm now turning into this wonderful chapter in our relationship that we're becoming friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so enjoying getting to know you as a young woman and to really get to know your, your values and your goals and your dreams, not from the, you know, hierarchical or from the helicopter view, because mm-hmm. I would definitely say I'm a helicopter mom from that yes. helicopter view, <laughs> but from the view of what looking at you fly the nest and find your own way. I, I'm really enjoying this new relationship. I agree. Yeah. And that's something, yes, that's definitely something I would definitely want to talk about on my podcast for any of my fellow teenagers, like who grew up with a helicopter mom or just someone who was just very, let's not say a helicopter mom, someone who was just very passionate about our growth <laughs> right, right, right. and about being the best person that we can be. Sometimes it can feel like there's no room to be friends because my mom doesn't understand me. Like she's just a completely different person for me. I don't even know who she is. But I would just encourage somebody on here that the relationship is possible. Just be patient. Just continue to get to know each other and just get to continue to love each other. You know, I couldn't choose my mom. Like I couldn't choose for her to have me, but I get to make the choice and we both get to make the choice every day to love each other and develop a relationship as friends. That's something that we chose Mm -hmm. to do. And it's something that we work on all the time by spending time together, Mm -hmm. by talking, by laughing, by laughing, joking, joking, giving and taking, seeing what the other person doesn't like. Like, I know I got to do the dishes because if I don't, my mom may not talk to me the next day and I want her to talk to me. So it's just give and take. It's learning the relationship. And it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to do with my mom. Like, this this is my girl. Aww. So, yes. <laughs> I feel so special. You are special. <laughs> All right, y'all. As promised, today we will be talking about the culture of the kingdom. And mm. I just felt like who better to bring on to my mom mm. for this segment? And we're going to get into why in a I minute. Pull out my Bible. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Don't pull out your Bible today. All right. So uh, the definition of culture, culture is defined as the customs, arts, social institutions and achievements of a particular nation, people or other social group. And I was looking at this one church's like Web page and they were talking all about kingdom culture. And I'm just going to read you what they said. So it says a kingdom is not just governed by law and constitution. It is also governed by a culture. In fact, the purpose of law and constitution is to create a culture. A culture is a system of beliefs, disciplines, practices, and relational boundaries 
that reveal how life is lived among a particular group of people. Mm-hmm. A culture is self-enforcing because the people have come to regard certain things as norms. We all understand culture when we travel, when we go to different places, we are not just concerned about their laws, but about the culture there as well. While disregarding people's cultures might not get you in jail as breaking the law would do, but it will definitely make life difficult for you there to thrive in their environment. Mm -hmm. Every kingdom has many cultural elements, including language, economic system, religion, social organization, customs and traditions, government, arts, literature, music, and fashion. Every kingdom also has values that are esteemed and hence form the culture of the kingdom. The kingdom of God has the same basic cultural elements and values. Jesus constantly contrasts contrasted the culture in the kingdom of God to that of the kingdom of darkness as showcased in Matthew 20, 22 through 26. The Beatitudes, for example, lists a lot of elements and values such as peacemaking, meekness, being poor in the spirit, being merciful as what defines the lifestyle and culture of the kingdom of God. A citizen of the kingdom must subscribe to these value systems to enjoy life in the kingdom and make the most of their kingdom citizenship. And after I read that, I was just like, this is just so profound because as human people living in the world, like navigating this world as Christians, but as humans, Sometimes it can be very easy to take on the culture of, you know, being a black woman Mm -hmm. or being a black woman in STEM or the culture of just our generation, whether we're millennials or Generation Z or whatever. We take on the culture of what surrounds us. Mm -hmm. But when we truly start to think of ourselves as kingdom citizens, kingdom Mm -hmm. of God citizens, Mm -hmm. Our culture from that and the culture that we get from reading the word of God, it shifts Mm -hmm. and it changes. It leads our perspective. It leads our actions. It leads our behavior into a whole different type of way. And so today I kind of just wanted to facilitate a conversation about walking out being a kingdom citizen and living in the culture of the kingdom of God. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Um, In 1 Peter 2 and 9, which is like my focus scripture for today, Mm -hmm. the Bible says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. (laughs) Thank you for that song. And so feasting on that scripture, it began to get my mind thinking, like, what is the culture of a true believer, of someone who is a true Christian? What is the culture of that? What is the true culture of the worshipers, of people of the kingdom? And how do our everyday lives, our everyday every actions mirror and reflect the kingdom of God and not the things of this world? So, mom, my first question for you 
as a single black mom, as a black woman in the world, as a HBCU grad, as a black woman in wow. STEM, as a black woman in the medical professional world, and of course, a member of the kingdom of God, can you describe an experience where you had to rely on the regulations of the word of God and our culture, our descriptions, the meekness, the love, the light, the holiness of God to get you through a certain situation? Something that you had to look at and use your godly perspective and your godly culture to get you through or else you wouldn't make it through. Mm. And how did this change you? Man, that's a loaded, that's a deep question. I, I should have got these questions. I should have put in my contract to get these questions beforehand so I could be ready, ready. Um, Not the contract. The contract. Um. Hmm. So a time in my profession that I had to rely on my godly culture, culture that you had to bring that culture into, into the room, the room to get through a certain situation. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I can remember a time when um, so I'm actually a project director for a grant at a prestigious university in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. I can't I can't really say the university. That's okay. I don't have their permission. So okay. I'm a project director. I am um actually one of maybe three African American oh actually maybe the only one on this type of a grant. Um, so I'm the only African-American female project director on a grant of this nature where we are um, changing the culture mm -hmm. of the largest convenient care retail center um, or the re retail servicer in the United States, convenient care retail servicer in the United States. And um, so I'm often on calls with... Um, people that don't look like me. And mm. so um, sometimes it can be very intimidating. Um, I must be honest. Um, it can be very intimidating. I can feel very um, alone. Sometimes I can actually feel very um, invisible, mm. for lack of a better word. And I, I haven't really sought out yet, is it is it coming from me? Is it my own perception? Or if it's real, and I really think it's more um, 80-20 that the latter. It, it, it is real, and so it's my um, position that I have to take to make sure um, that I'm heard um, and that my presence is known at the table. Um, however, being a Christian, it is important to follow the tenets of God in every situation in our lives. And so for me, um, dealing with what I feel in these situations, it's always important for me to understand that the God, the creator of all of this universe that saw value in my presence, that that is my foundation that I take into every situation that I go into. In the boardroom and, and in any meeting with the founders, it is very important that I always remember that the God of all, creator of all, saw importance and value in my presence. And in that, 
I owe 100% of my presence in every situation because of him. He has a reason for us being here. He has a purpose for you out there in podcast land for being here. And so you have to always remember your value, your importance. The Bible says that we are the salt of the earth. So that means wherever we are, we are preserving the culture and the situation that's going on. We are adding a little flavor to mm-hmm. what's happening and what's going on. Ooh. We are adding a little, you know, antibiotic and and anti-infective that's to every fire. situation we're, that we're in. And that's what we have to remember about our culture. The word, the Bible says that we are the salt. And salt has anti-infective properties. It has um, cleansing properties. It has preserving properties. And that's what we have to remember. Wherever we are, God has mandated us. He has He has called us ambassadors and preservatives and these salts in every situation we enter because that's the divine purpose he had for our life, right? Mm-hmm. So he has us there. You have to sometimes get so bold in your kingdom culture and your church culture that you have to help people realize if I wasn't here, this would not be as good as it is. Right. Right. So you ate some that didn't have no salt in it. It's bland. It's nasty. Right. It has no purpose. It's just like, God, what is this mess? So sometimes you have to build yourself up on your most holy faith and help the people around you understand. Listen, if I wasn't here, this wouldn't be preserved. (laughs) It wouldn't have flavor. It wouldn't have pizzazz. It wouldn't have covering. It wouldn't have covering. This is working. This is favored. This is breathed upon because because I'm here. It's my presence that's making this. It's my superpower that's making this happen. Wow. Through the Lord God, Jesus Christ. And that's how I begin to really build myself up. And I noticed when I begin to quiet myself and build myself up in my most holy faith. My confidence grew. Um, I was heard. I was respected. I was understood in the meetings because I had to build myself up in the fact that, wait a minute, Robin, wait, 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 hold this, hold this. You are the preservative of this. You're the reason this multi-million dollar grant is working. That's what my Bible say. My Bible said that I'm the preservative. My Bible said I'm the salt in this earth, mm-hmm. right? So I got my job to do as my salt. So I'm sorry. I could go on and on. I hope I answered oh, the question. Oh, Lord, you answered it. You <laughs> answered it. My mom, my mom, she going to be a preach. She going she finna <laughs> preach on here. That was so powerful. We are the salt we of the, the earth. We are holding earth. it down. We holding it and down. And not only are we holding it down, we adding a little flavor. Mm-hmm. We bringing in the Christian culture. We bringing mm-hmm. in the gospel music. We bring it. We we doing it everywhere we are. Mm-hmm. And it's God's original intention for us to be like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important because. As we step into different worlds, whether it be the medical field or whether it be the church world, the music world, the dance world, when we talk about these worlds, the business world, we are um, connotating that there is a culture attached to it, Mm -hmm. a set of expectations, Mm -hmm. rules, ways of maneuvering through things. And I think it would be so helpful for teens, young adults, 
older adults to be more trained in the culture of their kingdom, to know how to approach life situations with the confidence of a kingdom mentality. This thing is working like my mom said, because I'm here. The favor on this project is because I know somebody who knows somebody who knows something about somebody named Jesus. Mm -hmm. And to be able to bring our set culture into these places, to showcase something new, something fresh, something eyes have not seen or ears have not heard before, Mm -hmm. we have access to that as children of the kingdom. And so it's our job to continually seek out God for what he originally saw for us. And I just think what you said about that was so important because I feel like a lot of time as people of God, we we're in situations where we don't always feel seen or we're around people who do not look like us. And when I say, look, I don't always mean in the physical, but sometimes the people don't talk like how we talk. We may be in an environment where people are cussing or drinking or they don't follow the cultures of our customs. Mm -hmm. And it can be very discouraging because it's like, you know, God, where do I fit into this? I feel like I'm the only one of my friends who's chasing after you. or I feel like I'm the only one of my friends who's a leader. Where do I fit into this? But I feel that when we get into our word and the word is so important because it literally tells us who we are. The Bible says we are a peculiar people. We're a royal priesthood. We're not supposed to be like everybody else. We're in the world, but not of it. And so it's so important to get in that word and let God tell us who we are, because if we don't, then we'll be relying on the world and on Instagram and on Instagram preachers and Instagram teachers to be telling us who we are when God had it all set in his word from the beginning. You know, so I guess my second question to you, mom, would be why do you think staying in the word of God is such an important tool to be able to go out equipped with our identity? Oh my God, the word of God. Oh, the word of God is life. I I think it's so important um, to saints and non-saints. I'll be very honest. Mm -hmm. I think the word of God is for everyone. And because it, it reacquaints you to what you just said, it reacquaints you to the power of God for saints specifically. Um, It reacquaints us to the power of God, to our authority in this earth. It's alive. You can read the word of God and it quickens your spirit, quickens your soul. It it helps to realign you with, um, who God called us to be. You know, sometimes this world is swirling. Mm-hmm. We're swirling in this world and it's moving around us so fast and things are happening and situations are present and it's it's kind of taking our focus off of God. You can open your scriptures to a passage and it boom, re it instantly reacquaints you with who you are mm-hmm. when it comes to God. So I think the word of God is so important. Because it's it's alive. Mm-hmm. It's like food. It's almost like drinking water. If you you have to have it um to survive, to be a compass, mm-hmm. um, to be a compass in as we're navigating this world that we are in, this temporary world that we're in. The Bible is our compass and our navigation tool to be able to um to just make it through and navigate through yeah. this, this, this life. Um, 
it's it's just full of so much promise and purpose. It's a scripture that I love. I gotta find it. Um, that it, it it's just like there is not one thing that we go through in life that the Bible does not address. Mm-hmm. It's our instructions. It's our peace. It's our sword. It's our sword. It's our waymaker. It's it's our counsel. Mm-hmm. It's our friend. Mm-hmm. It's it's everything. The word of God is everything. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything. That was yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Thanks, so you know, mom. Something I've noticed about you over the years is that you are really engaged and concerned with the youth of God. When we were back in church in person before COVID, before all of this, you were always concerned with where the youth would go to college, if they needed anything, their scholarships, you talked to them, were they okay? You pray if they want to go to nursing school, you were there with them and you were really a maternal figure to them. And I believe that is such a gift to be able to interact with youth And they turn back and actually like you. Like, they actually hear what you're saying. They actually love you. They're like, oh, Sister Robin, Sister Robin, Sister Robin. (laughs) And they want to hear what you're saying. And I feel like you don't even see the passion and the natural gift that you have for the youth. And they always love you. They always are like, ah. I didn't know. Yes. And so it's such a beautiful and miraculous thing to see. So I would just say, where do you think your passion for youth started? Why do you love and are concerned about us so much? What is the heart behind it? You know, I think that the the concern and the and the um, heart behind it is it came from my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother was the mama of the community, and my mother always understood the importance of valuing children, and that children knew they were valued. Wow. She understood the importance of affirming a child. So I grew up watching my mother affirm neighborhood kids. It was only me and my brother. So it's not like it was a house full of kids. But my mother, kids loved my mother. They would walk a country mile, as my grandmother would say, to see my mother, to let my mother know they did well in school. Mm -hmm. Because any child my mother came in contact with, she didn't. She treated them like they were people. Mm-hmm. She had expectations. She talked to them plainly. She asked them about what they wanted to do. Where? How do you feel about this? She engaged, mm-hmm. and I think that's where my um, love for um, encouraging children came from. And then I think, secondly, I learned a long time ago that. Children are our greatest resource. Mm, yeah. Every child is a purposeful being. Agreed. And this is our future resource. These are our future resources. And if we are dependent on these little beings, um, one day growing up and being responsible, articulate, and passionate adults, we have to instill that in them now. We have to put it in them now. I've always believed if children did not need parents, if they didn't need guidance, they would be born as adults, right? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be born as babies. They'd be adults. They don't need us. They don't, they're already, they already got all the wisdom they need. But I think God gave us such an honor. He gave us such a responsibility to help children for us to first visualize and understand 
children are our greatest resource in the in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. It is our duty to raise and to guide and to and to protect these resources that God gave us to perpetuate and continue the kingdom. Yeah. So I guess that's my twofold answer. I, I definitely got it from my mother to understand the importance of children and, and their future and where they're going. And then I believe that they are a valuable resource. Wow. They're a valuable resource. And I, I have to say, because we're at Zion, I think Zion has some of the most prolific, some of the most engaged young people. Mm-hmm. I think about you and your podcast that are touching the world. And I think about, you know, Kennedy and Kennedy Shelton and how smart and articulate she is and just what a great nurse she's going to be. And I think about Kiori and I think about Jayla and it's just, and I think about Rodney Bailey and, and, you know, and his brother and and we just have so many young people that are just so on fire, Mm -hmm. you know? And the thing I love about y'all it was a time like in my day at school, you didn't really want everybody to know, you know, you knew you liked Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus was your friend, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing I love about our youth is, as Zion, it's just, it's matter of fact. I love how matter of fact you are about Jesus, Raven. I love how this is my God. He is everything to me. This is how I roll. And when you see me, you see him. Yeah. It's not a it's not a compartmentalization of it. It ain't that I'm saved on Sunday, Monday through Saturday. I watch you live your saved life every day. I hear you praying, studying your Bible, encouraging people in the Word, and I love that about I love that about you. I love that you you proclaim Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, Joshua Parker proclaims Jesus. Yeah. I love that Tia and, and Shondell and Angelique proclaim Jesus. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. It's so refreshing. I love it. Yes. My my mom is spitting out these, these facts. If y'all want to hear part two of this episode, meet us back here next week. Same time, same place, Sunday, 3 p.m. I love you guys. And... Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful and blessed day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.